The following is a presentation of Hogeye Sports Radio and is produced by Flat Creek Productions. Hey man, turn on the radio. Let's hear some tunes. From deep in the heart of Hogeye country, this is the Hogeye Sports Show. Oh, baby, they're lining it up. Is that all this thing will pick up? Of course. It's Hogeye Sports Radio. Welcome to another episode of the Hogeye Sports Show. Michael Johnson and Josh Scott uh, here again to talk more Livingston Academy sports. And this week we have a, another special guest appearance, one of the uh, radio voices for Livingston Academy sports, Mr. Craig Cantrell. Craig, welcome to the show. Well, thank you very much, guys. I appreciate it, but I, I really don't know about this. I'm used to being on your side instead of my side. I don't know what I'm going to do on this side, but we'll, we'll try to make it through. Spoken like a true legend. <laughs> That's a legend saying that. So uh, let's talk first about uh, last, uh, last night. We're recording this the day after the first official Livingston Academy basketball uh, contest of the year where Livingston Academy came away with the sweep against Jackson County. Um, start off with the girls' game. Final score of the girls' game was Livingston Academy 51 and Jackson County 10. Does that sound like a, a score you expect from a Jackson County girls basketball team? No, no, no I, I, I never would have thought that. The, the, but they're young and they're they're rebuilding. I tell you, I was impressed by the Lady Wildcats. I thought they did some good things. And the thing about it is, if you're able to do good things the first game, where are you going to be able to do the 25th game? Because these are so young and just even the seniors and the juniors and sophomores, they haven't played very much. So even those young kids or the, the older kids on the team, they, they're going to – mature and grow a whole lot and I was really impressed by Hannah Hammonds and Annabeth Colson coming back from injury I think they're going to make a big impact and those freshmen too I think they're going to make a big impact yeah I'm with you I wrote down just the, the scores off the Twitter page last night you know Amy had 11 that's your lone senior and then you look across the board the number the people that she got involved last night and you talked freshmen those freshmen sophomores are going to be very vital to what they're able to do this year um, I saw that you had Leah Leah Kate Clark with five last night uh, you mentioned Annabeth coming off of the ACL tear, uh, has four. I mean, you just had names in Keaton Webb, you know, um, Allie Qualls, young names, names you've probably never seen before, you know, be able to pitch in there. And against a, a Jackson County team that is weak, um, but it's Jackson County. Yeah. And Jim Brown's one of the greatest coaches in this area, probably in the state of Tennessee all time. And to be able to, to win that way, like you said, game one, uh, I don't care who you play, 51 to 10. I mean, you're allowing 10 points in, in four quarters. You know, that's pretty impressive. So, I mean, I talked to Coach Riddle earlier in the, or last week, and she was talking about how they were just going to be tough. That's our big things. They're going to be tough. And that 10 points in four quarters, that's pretty tough. That's pretty you know, if you're able to play defense like that and able to get by, it don't matter really. You won't be able to score the ball in girls basketball to be successful. And we've seen it. If you can score 40, you know, average 35, 40, you can win basketball games. So, if you can hold people to – 
you know, 35, 40, you've got a chance every night. And this team may be the team to do that. I mean, this may, be a team, not, may, may not be a team that's fun to watch offensively. You know, there's not really a kid that's going to take over. But defensively being tough, i got some tough kids there for sure. Yeah, so ten different Livingston Academy Lady Wildcats scored uh, in the game. As you said, Amy Rogers led the way with 11 points, the only one in double figures. But ten different players scored. Uh, in in the first game of the year, I mean that's uh, going to give some confidence for especially tomorrow. They got two games tomorrow, and then going on into the Thanksgiving tournaments and uh, all those other games. So, um, and I'm almost certain I didn't uh, didn't write it down and make sure, but I think every single player who dressed played uh, in that game last night. So everybody that was there got to see some action on the floor. You had several freshmen uh, play a lot of minutes, and um, you know, very impressive to start off the year this way. What was your takeaway from that, Craig? Because last year it seemed like guard play at times was what got them. I mean, they turned the ball over a lot in crucial situations. Didn't have a true point guard. He had the injury bug, too. So last night, I mean, I wasn't here, so you guys were. Um, what did you take away from that? From I guess the guard position, especially, because that's where they were weak at last year. You've got good post players still here. Um, you know, did you see anything to stood out to you or just overall? Or? The biggest thing that jumped out to me is that Coach Riddle has made the move to, from Emily Jean from the point over to the two guard. Oh, okay. And she hit, she had a couple of big threes. You know, it was still, it wasn't really close, but it was still a game that could have possibly went either way. But she came down, as right in front of the second half, and she had a couple of threes that were just huge. And if she can do that and open up that inside game for yeah. Amy, Ro- Amy Rogers. I don't know if you noticed, but it looked to me like she's grown. I mean, a senior. You don't think about a senior growing, and but it looked like she was an inch or two taller than she was last year. Uh, go, uh, I was going to throw in a shameless plug here for the Overton County News, but I read their basketball preview, and they had mentioned how they are calling Emily Jean dead eye because she's so dangerous from three-point range. It looked so good she, last She night. may be the, three, the the shooting guard this year instead of the point guard. The lone senior, Amy Rogers, you talked about her right there. Uh, she's a kid that we've watched for a couple of years now. Like, is she going to take that next step? Like, You're waiting for her because she's so athletic. She's big. She's strong. She can score the ball when she wants to. So to hear that from you uh, makes me feel really excited for her. Because yeah. as, they're going to go as she goes. I mean, she's a lone senior. Of course, there's going to need help here and there. But if you're able to knock down some shots and let her go to work in there, her and Susanna Hayes, those are two big kids in yeah. there, you know. And then you have Hannah Hammonds going off the bench off of ACL, things like that. You, you start looking at that roster and you look down the schedule and you see wins. Yeah. I mean, if they can play like that, I mean, that's the key, obviously, and stay injury-free and get better all year long. But what you said, game one, if you're able to do that in game one, it makes you really excited about game 25. Yeah. So, I mean, I think Coach Riddle and Coach Sales have to be excited for the prospects of the season so far. Because I'll tell you what, Coach Riddle – when she sees you that second or third time, she'll find something. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Go ask Diamond McWilliams. Yeah. I mean, we've seen that rivalry unfold for years, that that first game is always in That second game is always really good. And then that third or fourth game is yeah. just a barn burner. You know, a couple years ago, that's the last time Upman lost. Actually, is that last time Upman lost, dating back to their first state title. Yeah. The last loss, Livingston Academy in the district tournament. So, I mean... That's, that was, and that's, that's on coaching. I mean, that, that was a good group of kids, too. But Leslie figured that out. Like, hey, we're going to do this third time around. You're not going to beat me. Yeah. Worked out pretty good. So, uh, speaking of Coach Riddle, let, we teased about this in one episode. I said that she's close to a milestone. And, and Craig's here. He's, he's a big stats guy. So, let's <laughs> talk about the milestone that Coach Riddle has a chance of uh, reaching uh, this basketball season. 
She now has 433 wins with last night's uh, uh, game. Of course, now that game doesn't have to go on your season record, but Livingston always counts it as a game. Yeah. So we're going to count it as the 433rd win for her uh, coaching tenure at Livingston Academy. And she is very close to breaking the all-time wins record for a girls basketball coach at Livingston Academy. That's impressive. So anybody, anybody know who uh, who holds that record right now? It's got to be Larry, doesn't it? Coach Looper? Yeah. yeah. got to be. You know, the thing about it is she's coached more seasons than any girls coach here. She's coached more games than any girls coach here. And now, like you said, she's with an aide of time, Coach Looper, who's – I don't really understand why he's not in the Hall of Fame. <laughs> you know? Yeah, you got, yeah, it should be his sports. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I agree with you. Two that. state championships, yeah. probably four or five runner-ups. You know, I mean, that's – that's uh, and when you're mentioning the same breath with that, you know, you're doing some pretty good things. Absolutely, absolutely. So I mean, there's a very good chance that uh, that she will break that record sometime this year. Let's hope it happens at home. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Eighteen years, I think it's seventeen, seventeen. Yeah, right? 17. seventeen years. You said a long most not the long most games coached here. Is it, I don't want to say. Well, yeah, I'm gonna say. Is she the best coach you've ever seen here? <laughs> oh, I. Is that is that a, is that a coin toss debate there? Or, I mean, because I mean, longevity is a big thing in coaching. If you can do it for a long time, you're doing something right, obviously. And she's done it for. It's it's different generations and different games. I mean, Co- Coach Looper coached what five of his fourteen years here, I guess, were six on six. Right. You know, they were half court basketball. So it's it's uh, you've got to throw Ed Linder in when you talk about that conversation. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know who would be that the best, but I know who. I know they all got the most out of their players, it seems. Yeah, like. absolutely. And, that, and they, they all did different ways. They all had their own style, and they all did different things. And uh, I, I, Mike t- talked about maybe picking some of the best players. I, I've never been able to do that. I can't just – I might run into their grandmother out here, Jerry. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you what, though, for a segment sometime, I think this would be a great idea for a segment, bring in maybe a couple people and do uh, Livingston Academy Sports Mount Rushmore. That'll be, be interesting. <laughs> you know, throw out hard to put out five right there. Agree, I mean, that'd yeah. be tough because so, especially you do all sports. Now, if you do just if you, you, do you just could, one you could, sport, like you could, during football enough. season, you might could just narrow okay. it down and say football uh, season Mount Rushmore. And that's still tough. I mean, yeah, we'll sure, right. Right. You, minute, but that's, but that's a great sports debate. You know, something you can sit around and because I don't agree with your five is not going to be my five. Your five is going to be his five. It'll be interesting. That'd be a fun fun thing to do. Might even do a Twitter poll about that. You know. Uh, nominate or I don't know how you would do we'll that. We'll come exactly. back to that right there because I'm going to ask him the, the Twitter poll question. <laughs> we're going to we're going to get to that absolutely, absolutely. The boys, <laughs> then we have boys game. So uh, Livingston Academy girls were victorious in their first game of the year versus Jackson County, and that's the first time that we've played Jackson County in several several seasons. Actually, played them last year at Smith County. Yeah, the the girls did. Yeah. So the boys, this was the first time that yeah. the boys have ever played, have played in the last four or five years. It's been a while since we've had them on the actual yeah. uh, schedule. They, so um, the girls were victorious. Then the Livingston Academy boys, um, they played their first game of the year after the girls last night. And they also came away with a much more hard-fought victory than in the girls' game. It was tied at the end of the first quarter. It was tied at the end of the second quarter. And Livingston was trailing at the end of the third quarter in this game. So, uh, hard-fought game. Uh, Jackson County came to play. They had some good players. Uh, Is the co-boy still there? No. Is he not? So he graduated? 
That's that's and they're, they're coached in there. I can't remember his name now. Kevin, Kevin Thomas. Kevin Thomas. He does a really good job with yeah. that. And he, everybody thought when uh, Gary Flynn left that it's going to be a drop off, and he's come in and done a really good job. Um, they'll they'll compete for that district. I would think this year. Yeah, they got. But I think their district's going to be super tough though. Clay County's got some players. Uh, uh, Pickett County's always tough. I mean, they always that's their bread and butter is basketball. Yeah, that's all they do. Yeah. So, that I think they they probably got a harder road than uh, than Livingston probably would to get to the uh, region. You know, I mean, because they've expanded too. Their district's bigger now, just like everybody else. They. well, maybe the district had no. They still five in the district, but yeah. Monterey. I mean, Monterey got their first state tournament win ever in the history of the program last yeah. year. Yeah. So, and they've got a lot of people back. And uh, you talk about that boys' game. You talk about the ties. Was it not tied at fifty-five with like two, two and a half minutes to go, and Livingston scored the last nine? Yeah, That's yeah, pretty it was, good. It was a heck of a game. I mean, uh, much more entertaining to watch as a spectator than the girls' game because yeah. that was a foregone conclusion at the yeah. end of the first quarter. Yeah. But this one, I mean, you know, you just didn't know which team was going to go on a run and put it away. Yeah. It could have been either team at any time because uh, one would get up a few points and the other team would come back. Uh, a great game. Had a lot of uh, uh, excellent basketball played in it. So Livingston Academy was victorious in that game by a final score, I don't think I've said this yet, of 64 to 55. And leading scorer, Matthew Sanders. <laughs> I good see he he's good. I mean, he is good. He the 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 ceiling is just it's so high that I mean, he could do some great things. I mean, he, to be his age and have his ability, and the young man is young enough to be a freshman. Yeah, that's, that's, <laughs> that's, that's, yeah, that's amazing. He, and I told these guys last week. I remember I've seen him grow up. And me and Billy coached together. Actually, my first coaching gig was with Billy. And I remember little, and I say little Matthew because he's huge now. But he's in there with the ball. He's like six, seven years old. Ball. Like he's trying to practice with seventh, eighth grade girls, and they've always just he's always just wanted to be the best. Yeah. And he grew up with you know he had McKenzie, very good basketball player, Marley, very good basketball player, and he had some shoes to fill. And he's I, he's decided to fill them pretty good. Yeah. I mean he's talented. I mean that's that's an understatement. But and again go back on that greatest debate. And he's, of course he's a young one and he's got a long time to play. But very well could be one of the best we've ever seen play here by far. Absolutely. And twenty one he had twenty one last night, but for me the one that jumped out was Mitchell. Absolutely. That's what I was gonna bring it up. He takes a year off last year. First you know, competitive game since he was a sophomore. And comes in and has seventeen. And and just dominated, really. I mean, it was really amazing. I don't he might have missed one or two shots. He missed a three pointer, I know, I remember. When you lose Wade Neely, what Wade brought last year, that rebounds and then the inside presence because Wade could score. And then you lose that, and you lose Cole, and you lose all these other – Carter and all these guys to graduation as well. You've got to replace that somehow. And Mitchell may be that key there because when you had – Cody Ray had, you know, 16 last night and had a couple guys off the bench to do some things. Um, but if they can have, a, I guess, a quote-unquote big three that can lead them and score, put the ball in the hole when they want to, they'll be, they're going to be a lot of fun. I think Wade touched on last last week like it's going to be just interesting to watch him play because you didn't know the unknown. I think that's what we actually ended saying was the unknown was the big thing. If you can, if you can get seventeen points from Mitchell Ayers, I was nice. It's going to be a win. Yeah. I mean, sitting there, I was watching last night and he knocked down that right elbow jump shot, the first bucket of the guy the season, I guess, for Livingston. Nothing but net with a defender that's as big as him or bigger running at him, and he just took it and just knocked it down. And he's the only guy that made a three. 
you're thinking you got Matthew Sales, Cody Ray, all those other shooters that Livingston always has. And Mitchell Harris, your inside post, is the only guy that made a three that kind of clinched the game because it's a two-point game when he makes that three to extend it to five, and that makes Jackson County have to play in more of a frenetic pace. Yeah. And that just changed everything. They never could recover from that big three. And, and they have to have somebody else besides Matthew. I mean, that's yeah. obvious. Matthew's going to get the, the toughest defensive assignment. He's going to get a lot of double teams. You're going to see junk defenses, triangle and twos go two with him yeah. until somebody makes somebody guard him. Mm-hmm. And so to see some other guys get involved there, uh, I guess the alarming part is you have a couple guys with three, you know, and a couple guys with two, not really anything else outside of those three. So those guys are going to have to step up and be able to contribute in the, you know, the five to seven point range with those other guys putting in what they did last night as well. Or it's going to put all the pressure on Matthew. I thought one of the biggest plays of the game, just kind of changing gears just a little bit, happened on the defensive end when Kyle Allen took a big charge mm. late in the game. Mm-hmm. That, that was huge. And you have to have those. Yeah. Those are winning plays. I yeah. mean, those are things that you don't write down. I'm glad you said that. Those are things that don't, don't necessarily go on the stat sheet. That's a turnover. Yeah. That's a turnover. You get the ball back, and if you go down and score that, and that makes a two-point game, a four-point game, or a five-point game. Again, puts it in a frantic pace there for the other team. So, I mean, they're going to have to have a lot of big plays from different guys and not just have to be able to say, oh, Matthew's really good. Yeah. And that's, I mean, that's just common knowledge there. But, I mean, they've, they've got the potential to have a really good year as well. Absolutely. I mean, they both uh, both teams got out of the gate with a win and, and looked really well uh, on the on the court last night. And there's no really no rest for the weary. hope they got a good rest in today because they back at it tomorrow on Saturday with – each team, Livingston Academy team, playing two games in Cookville uh, tomorrow. So let's talk just a little bit about who they're playing. And, and this, this is some more Hall of Fame. or They may have changed that to Hall of Champions. I've seen that yeah. listed a few times. But still, it's a, kind of a that's preseason. They don't necessarily have to go on your record if you don't want to. Dress rehearsal kind of thing. But I think most, most places count this as a yeah. real game. So it, it's it's really started for everybody. But anyway, Livingston Academy boys and girls both play Dixon County tomorrow, and I don't know anything about Dixon County. You there, West of Nashville. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, I did talk to them the, the other day. Uh, their girls have got a brand new uh, head coach. It's her first year, and I've got a roster that I've seen, but I can't remember her name. It's a name that I should know, and that maybe I'll be able to place it once I do. But uh, they've got a couple of signees that uh, signed college scholarships. So they, they've got a couple no. of good players. They're, they're gonna, and, and I talked to their secretary to get the roster, and she must be a parent or something because she was fired up. You know? <laughs> <laughs> she, she was really excited about what they've got the potential to do. And uh, uh, they're going to be a test. The water yeah. gets deep tomorrow. Yeah, that'd be a good and test. You, and you want those. I mean, yes, you, you do. See, it's a measuring stick game because it really doesn't matter. Yeah. You know, it doesn't matter at all. But that's a measuring stick game. So where you're at. Yeah. So. yeah. And the Dixon County boys, you talk about them. Of course, they're still in football, aren't they? Aren't they still? I believe they. I believe they still are. Yeah. Well, that help. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Good luck. Yeah. Yeah. They may have to finish the game with four players. <laughs> That's happened. Been done before. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the first time we've seen that. <laughs> so both teams play Dixon County. Those are the early games tomorrow. The Livingston Academy boys play at two p.m. at Cookville High School tomorrow. Is that not a press conference? Is it at Prescott? Is that game? I did. I did read that. That one game would be at Prescott. Yeah. So that game's at Prescott. The girls, the Livingston Academy girls, will play Dixon County at three thirty p.m. Uh, on Saturday against uh, at Cookville. Then at five p.m., the boys will play Montgomery Bell Academy. 
probably a pretty good team. You know who coaches them? Mm-hmm. Kevin Angland. Really? He uh, Angland, not the. Uh, he graduated from Vanderbilt in 1993. I talked to him today. A great guy. He, mm-hmm. he was very helpful with everything he did, and. Uh, he said that they're kind of like Livingston. You know, they lost a lot of people that went pretty deep in the state tournament a year ago. They've got a lot of people. They're still in football. So he's got four or five that's not going to be there. So uh, he said that will affect him, but he said it's not going to be one that just really tears them apart. Yeah. You know, there's they're still going to be a very talented team. But uh, you look on their website, and I don't really know what it means, but when you look there, it says endowment, $60 million. I don't know what that means. <laughs> if somebody could explain I, that, I hope that. we can put that on our on our website one day. It means they got some cash in the, <laughs> in the bank. Sounds yeah. like I, mean, I had them at camp a couple of years ago. I don't know the same guy, uh, but they they had a they were a very good basketball team. Yeah. A lot of a lot of fundamental basketball I'd expect play. Them to be a very good basketball. Yeah, and it's all boys' school, is it not? Yeah, yeah seven so, through twelve. So I mean, that's all I probably do other than football. Yeah. So. I expect it to be pretty good. Pretty good test again. Well, their well, their most famous parents. They don't play basketball. The sons don't. But uh, you know who one of their most famous parents right now is? <laughs> I guarantee you'll watch him tomorrow morning. Kirk Herbstreet. Right. That yeah. is right. He's got the boy, boy plays football. He's got four boys. Yeah, he's yeah. got four. The boy, one of the, I guess the oldest one is the starting quarterback for the NBA's football team. It, it, did he start? I don't know. I believe so, because I've, again, podcast to podcast here. I was listening to him do an interview on uh, the Pat McAfee show a couple weeks ago, and he was talking about how his game day schedule was like he had to go from wherever game day was. Or Friday night he was in Nashville watching his son plays, and he told that he was the quarterback, and then he had to fly out to game day and fly out to wherever he's you know, broadcasting the game and fly back. So that's, yeah, that's impressive. It'd be nice if he played basketball and he'd show up at cool. I asked him that. They, none of them play. None of them play. <laughs> can, y'all, can y'all try? We'd like to meet him. Uh, Mayor Briley uh, of Nashville, he's a graduate of MBA. Bill Frist, he's a graduate of MBA. They established that school in 1867, wow. so it's been around forever. And it's, uh, it's just it's one of the old traditions of Nashville. Everybody knows Montgomery Bell. It's hard to compare the mayor of Nashville to Danny McCoy, but we're going to try. <laughs> <laughs> That's our most notable name, Mike McCauley. People like that. They got mayors and everything else. So uh, the final game on Saturday will be the probably the most attended game at this uh, get-together. Livingston Academy girls versus the Cookville High School girls at 8 o'clock at Cookville High School. Um, I looked at some stats here. I I did some number crunching. Since 2001, Livingston Academy girls versus Cookville girls. 13 wins for Livingston, 10 wins for Cookville. So since Leslie started coaching, she's 13 and 10 versus Cookville. They had ended that little series of games. Leslie tried to schedule them. This is eight years ago, and they just decided not to play anymore. And then Coach Gillis brought it back, and she's a good basketball coach. I'm, did you get to talk to her? No, I talked to her. Hey, they're phenomenal people. And they'll have, that's a young team. That's going to be a lot like Livingston tomorrow. They've got a lot of talent, um, but it's all young talent. And they're in their second year of building that program. So it'll be a fun game to watch. Um, we're going to play this summer in camp. It was kind of, I mean, it's very competitive, um, but now it's kind of the lights are on yeah. kind of thing. So, again, it's going to be another, another test uh, to see where we're at. Those kids play a lot of summer ball together, uh, the kids that play here at Livingston Academy and, and uh, kids that play at Cookville. And, um, you know, get them out of the gate and see what you're, you know, where you stack up with them uh, because they're going to be a pretty good team. I mean, by the end of the year, they're going to be really good. 
gonna be kind of odd to see him without Mindy Odom. You know, Coach yeah. Odom was there twenty years, I guess, and she, yeah. she was just kind of synonymous with football basketball, girls basketball. And it's, uh, I, I'm anxious because you knew what you're gonna get with Mindy Odom. You're yeah. gonna get that half court man to man, just getting your face defense and try to set up the post and everything on the offensive end. And it, it's just gonna be something different. Well, I'll tell you what you'll see tomorrow is about the same thing. Yeah. Coach Gillis likes to get up and play. I've coached against her when she was at Cornerstone, and that's kind of funny because she was at Oakman. You know, Cornerstone then jumped over to Cookville. That's a big rivalry. That's a big change. That's somebody going from Lewis to New York, you know. <laughs> and so, um, you know, you're going to see a lot of pressure. They're going to be a very, very, very fundamental basketball team. They're going to play fast um, and, and in a hurry. That's what we're trying to do. You know, Coach Riddles told me, hey, we're trying to play a lot faster now. Yeah. And so it might be an up, up and down game of, of, of a lot of scoring and just who can get a stop here and there. Um, she's going to coach them hard. You know, she's her and – I think our husband's on the staff with her. We're all good friends. And then uh, they've got an assistant coach for sale. Again, all good friends. And they're, they're going to do a good job there. They're going to bring Cookville back. Yeah. Uh, eventually, the Cookville's going to be that program it was in the mid-2000s where they're going to state tournament, region tournament, you know, lead sectionals run every, every year. You know, and, and so to be able to play a team like that early, again, see where you're at. Uh, if you can play with them, you know, you're going to have a pretty good season going forward, you know, hopefully. Yeah, this is a big four days for them right here. You got the two Triple A for the girls. You got the two Triple A teams there, and then on Tuesday night they put Warren County back on the schedule. So you've got three Triple A teams in four days, and that's uh, that. That's for these freshmen. They're going to have to grow up pretty quick, and that's, yeah. that you got to toughen up playing District Eight Double A. Yeah, absolutely. So that that will be the the next game, and it's traveling to Warren County too on Tuesday night. Of course, they don't have to come back to school the next day, which is a good thing, but. Uh, and then they come back after Thanksgiving with uh, some games, which I don't know who they play. Do you know who they play yet? Oh, yeah, but I can't remember. <laughs> <laughs> I've got the schedule. It, there's so many of them that run together. But uh, they play Friday morning at 10.30 and 12, I believe. And then Saturday they play at 1 and 4. Uh, so it's kind of a different times for those games. So, uh, But I no, I don't remember who the opponents are. Pun intended, they'll be thankful that they go to school on Wednesday morning. Absolutely. I'm thankful for that. <laughs> I wonder what the last time was they played Warren County. I've been here forever and I don't remember. I can't ever remember it. Yeah, we couldn't think we couldn't find it last week when we were doing going back through the schedule stuff. We couldn't figure it out either. We'll tell you this though. It's been oh goodness, I've 13, 14 years ago, uh, ago, I guess, Livingston playing Warren County in football. It's one of those early August games. Yes, I did. You remember that? Yes, go I down did. there and the yep. storm hits. Yep. Well, that's the only time that we've back. ever yep. had to play had to two back. days that I, since I've been here. <laughs> I didn't go back. <laughs> didn't go, a lot of people didn't go back. The crowd was much lighter that second day. It, was, it wasn't a ball game, was it? Or did it turn to one? Yeah, I don't think it was. I don't think. I think that's what Everybody thinks when nobody went back. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, not Saturday. Nope. Yeah. I think it's already 13 to nothing or something. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so that's the uh, next uh, few games for the Livingston Academy basketball teams. They don't return home until November 27th versus Pickett County. That should be a good game to come and watch, both games right there. I would say both highly competitive, excellent games to uh, – I'd always, you know, always recommend having Pickett County on anybody's schedule if they get them on there. Yeah, the, just because if you're looking at what you're going to – make out of it that's what you want to bring money they, they bring a crowd they they it's always do it they they love their basket i've got to see them once uh, uh we did the uh game th uh, tuesday night 
down in Smithville. And I got to see DeKalb County. DeKalb County is going to be pretty good. I mean, yeah, I was. I yeah. told Mike like that's one. They're a question mark for me because yeah. the district eight, district AAA should be making Elkman York within that you know that four through what is it seven eight whatever it is. It's all a toss up. Yeah. But DeKalb County's pretty good. Like they've got an aging yeah. girl. You see the aging girl playing? Candy aging. She can, she can shoot the crap out of them. You got the feral girl inside. They've got a little crabtree girl. Daddy and Brown had 21. There you go. So they've got a bunch of kids that can play. Yeah. And for a long time, they were the running joke of the district. Now, oh, that, yeah, they got a lot better real yeah. quick. You know? Of course, what made the region last year. Uh, but back to Peake County, they, they lost Courtney Pritchett, uh, Miss Basketball, lost uh, uh, Martin, lost Hammock. You know, that's three huge cogs on anything. You take those three out because they can go just about anywhere and start. Yeah. And uh, But they, they didn't miss a beat. Aaliyah Brown, uh, they got down. She picked up a third foul in the, early in the second quarter and then got the fourth one right after that on a technical. And I don't really know what happened. It wasn't anything obvious or anything, but they uh, called her a fourth foul technical, and she had to sit out the second and third quarter. Mm-hmm. But the other players, they just he's got nine, just like last year, dresses nine. But they just uh, they just kept working, kept grinding, and just kept it close. And once she got back in the game, she ended up with 11 points in the fourth quarter, had 18 to lead them, and she just – Kendall Ludick, I don't know where this yeah. kid came from, but she made a four-point play when they were down to get them in the lead, mm-hmm. and that was just huge right there. They're, they're pretty good. Yeah, they've got, good. they've got some talent. They're, um, you've got the little Bilbrey girl. I say little, yeah. she's huge. She had 18. And you know, she's her and Aaliyah lead that team big time. And then you've got Coach Smith's daughter, Ellie. Yeah. You've got the Ludick kid. You've got a, a couple kids off the bench. I think there's a little Burton girl. Yeah. She ain't little either. No. Uh, the little Evans girl, she's the crap out of it from three, little bitty girl. I mean, that's a good team. And, again, that's another yeah. test. I mean, it doesn't it doesn't matter, but it matters. Well, it, 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 it's that's a, a rivalry game. I mean, it is in basketball. It's a rivalry game here. So, and and it shows you where you're at because I'm, this is the last game we'll talk about. We'll just stop at the end of November. And, uh, you know, you play Pickett County – See where you're at, because the very next game, that's when it does matter. Boo. Upperman. Yeah, Upperman. Boo. At home, November the 30th, that'll be a game to uh, see see exactly where you're at right there. Yep. I mean that matters. And not not to praise them or anything like that, but I did see Akira Levy making plays the other night. She had 11 in her debut at Missouri. Yeah, I mean, yeah. so, How about that? I mean, you and I, I got to coach Akira. I was lucky enough when she was in grade school. The kids, kid was special, you know, and. Uh, you know, I guess it's kind of one of those things you're happy to see, no matter where they're from. Um, you know, go on the SEC, make a pull. She's going to play a lot this year. Maybe the freshman of the year, but it's all, all said and done. And, you know, I hate, hate that she's an open, but here we go. I just love the fact that the the state championship stayed in District AA. You know, that, that you just anytime you bring one into this area and this district, that just makes the the area look so much stronger. Do you think one will come back this year? <laughs> it's a, well, good a good chance. Because yeah. I think Macon County's winning it. I mean, I really do. And it could be Macon, it could be Upperman, and it could be York. You've got three three teams in our district this year that are really strong. I mean, uh, York, if they can put, I mean, we talked about this last week. If, if they can ever put it all together at the same time. They've got a lot of talent. Oh, yeah. You know, Macon County is probably the deepest team in our district, probably our region, and probably in the state, I would say. They didn't lose but two or three kids off that team. But Upland's going to be very good, too. I mean, they lost they lost Levy and added Levy. Yeah. You know, so, I mean, it's going to be fun to watch. Yeah, I was wondering if you thought that, too, because. I don't see why you pick against them. I wouldn't. I wouldn't <laughs> I, if you told me that one of those three won the state title, title this year, I said, okay, cool. I wouldn't be shocked. You know, I wouldn't be like, oh, no, no, that ain't going to happen. It's, 
Um, what, about, what about on the boys' side? Who do you see uh, as, uh, being the top two or three uh, in our district? You got to look back at Upperman, I guess. They've got everybody back, and I mean they would they would probably be the pick going in. And they say they've added some size. I don't know if that's true or not. Of course, haven't seen them yet, but they they're going to be good. I mean they're loaded. You think Upperman, York? You throw us in there, you know you add the top three Watertown somewhere in there. Yeah, Macon County's always yeah, in the mix. I mean you got five teams there. Gonna be a dog fight. Yeah, a lot of probably gonna be a lot of splits there, home yeah. and home splits or whatever. Somebody's gonna steal one there. It'll be fun to watch the boys yeah. play. It'll be chaos. Yeah. You know, and it's kind of how it's been for the last ten years. Yeah. Just an absolute chaos. It's rare that somebody just runs away with it anymore. You know, people talk about that, but you look at the and just to kind of toot Richard Melton and Jimmy Miller's horns a little bit. They have made the sub state what. 10, 12 years in a row, or let them out 12. Glad or you something. said that. This is going to come later, and I'm going to ask you. You brought it up. So, Jimmy, and I, I just have Jimmy's because I didn't go back and get Richard's because it's just Jimmy here now. But 2011 quarterfinal, 2012 quarterfinal, 2013 semifinal, 14 sectional, 15 sectional, 17 sectional, and 18 semifinal. You've been doing this a long time. You ever seen a run like that on a boy's side? No. No, we we've talked about that, Jimmy and I have. That's just that's amazing to be able to because it's not necessarily this district and this region, but it's when you get out of there. You got to go through Chattanooga. You got to go through Signal Mountain. You got to go through Knoxville. If you have to go that way, it that the, what they have done has been just incredible and just some of the most fun games that have been yeah, around absolutely. a long I mean, time. You know, because it's never easy. No, it's never <laughs> easy. It's, I mean, we've seen some games here at home that have been buzzer beaters. Yeah. Mason Randy's buzzer beater a few years yeah. back, and it's one of those things like. Why don't I just watch? You leave here like that was a great basketball game, yeah. you know. And then you look back on it now, and you go, "Oh wait, uh, you know that's one, two, three, seven out of the last eight years." Nine, well, what I've got, I've got nine out of the last eleven years. They've at least made the sectional or sub-state game. Yeah, that's great. That's, that's a that's, that's a run. Impressive that, run. That's a yeah. run for and boys that, basketball. That's unheard of. And that's not comparing it to the girls' run in the late eighties, nineties, and two thousands. But I mean, that's as good of a like you just said. Once you get out of the region here, you're facing. Tough competition. Yeah. You're going to the big, big schools and you know Nashville. Yeah, because on the girls' side, on the girls' side, when you get out of the region, it's McMahon Central and then some. It kind of goes downhill. Some I bum mean, team. <laughs> I mean, no disrespect. That's what it is. Some bum team yeah. that plays on the road every year. It's just a win. If you play at home substate on the girls' side, it's a win. There's been a lot of boys' teams coming here on the substate level. Last year, you know, Signal Mountain, a couple years McMahon Central, like it was a one of those games that you thought, well. It might end tonight. Yeah. And so, I mean, getting out of the region tournament is not easy. And then getting a sectional game, South State game, is even even more yeah. difficult. You know, and then getting a state tournament is just a crapshoot at that point. It's a coin flip all the time. Well, all right. So, um, I want to uh, change gears for just a second. Last week, we had our first ever Hog Eye Sports Trivia Challenge question. And that question was, what school did Livingston Academy football defeat in 2005 state semifinal game to move on to the championship game? And the winner of that question was Jamie Greenwood. Yeah, look at him. <laughs> so he will uh, get a shout out as he just did from us and he can pick up a Hog Eye Sports Show sticker uh, at the next home basketball game that he comes to. So we're gonna do another uh, Hog Eye Sports trivia challenge now. And again, this will be a random question about Livingston Academy Sports. Uh, the winner will be chosen at random and will receive a shout-out on our show and a Hog Eye Sports Show sticker that they can pick up at any home L.A. basketball game. 
This week's question is, list the four years that Livingston Academy girls basketball team has won the state tournament. List the four years that the Livingston Academy girls basketball team has won the four years, has, has won the state tournament all four, all four times. So if you think you know the answer, you can write your answer on the back of a $20 bill and send it to 47 Hawkeye Holler, Livingston, Tennessee, or you can email your answer to hawkeyesports at gmail.com or sit, send your answer to any of our social media uh, handles, which is at Hawkeye Sports on Twitter and Instagram. So I think we're going to take a quick break, and we'll be back with more of Craig Cantrell right after this. Hey, Hawkeye fans, Michael Johnson here, host of the Hawkeye Sports Show. <laughs> thank you, thank you. No need to applaud. Josh and I are taking a short coffee and donut break, and we'll be back for more scintillating sports coverage as soon as we finish. <sighs> okay, now back to the show. And we're back for another segment on the Hawkeye Sports Show. And once again, we have Craig Cantrell along with us, and we're going to ask him some questions about his career as a Livingston Academy sports broadcaster. So, Craig, first question that I want to ask you is the same one we asked Wade Eldridge last week. Who do you think is Livingston Academy's biggest sports rival? Oh, with me, it's easy. It's York. <laughs> I mean, I'm old school. <laughs> we we've argued that on the air several times. <laughs> you didn't even say what sport. You said, don't matter. York. Don't Checkers. York. <laughs> I don't care if it's tiddlywinks. It's York. We're, we're, you you think about it. I I thought about it when we were getting ready to play Jackson County. Throughout the years, there's been somebody that has popped up and stayed for 10, 12 years. You know, they've been the one that's kind of the fad of the decade. You look back when Derwood Vaughn was here. It was Cumberland County. Cumberland County was Derwood Vaughn for for 10 years there from the late 70s to early 80s. They were the team that he really? had to get through really? to, to advance. Then you go to the 80s, White County moved in. Mm-hmm. Smith County back in the 70s was football's biggest rival. You know, there's mm-hmm. always been, but still through all that time, York was still there, you know. Then you move into the 90s with girls basketball, like we talked with Coach Riddle uh, on the radio, Jackson County became the big rival because those were the two that were going to Murfreesboro every year, you know, and they were battling. And then you get into the late 2000s and to where we are now, it's become Upperman is the one that, but still, through all of that, York is still there. You know, they're still the one that everybody that, and granted, the kids in high school, they may think Upperman. That may be there. They do think think it's Upperman. But when they get out, and they still look around, and York is still there. <laughs> In my opinion, it's York. Just that, that. So that leads me to this story that you told me. <laughs> you have to tell it now. So this is Craig's first first call, right? first, first, first time ever. ever gig, and you think this is... You have heard your voice for years. So this started you off in the, the broadcasting career. Right? It, it, start, it started so you, me off. You had to tell this story of how it all went down. <laughs> four years. Well, we, my first job, uh, I had a buddy of mine that worked at WCLC Radio up in Jamestown. And uh, my first job was actually doing color commentary for York. <laughs> I was I was the York announcer for one for one season. They did good, too. They went to the, the girls went to the sub-state, boys went to the... Oh, the girls went to state first round. The boys went to sub-state. So it was a good run. But 
the, the story Josh talked about, getting ready to play Livingston. That's why I say that it's still going <laughs> to, and maybe this is what made it the biggest rivalry for. But what, they said, we're going to have a big pep rally for Livingston Academy. The coaches wanted us to come over and, uh, and ask if we broadcast the pep rally. So we do it. I'm a year out of high school, you know, Livingston Academy graduate. And I'm, I'm sitting there and I've got the class ring on. And, I mean, they're... There's a dislike. <laughs> they they don't really think a whole lot of Livingston Academy. I'm I'm looking around. I'm thinking, man, this is not good. You have know, a 19 year old kid. You know, I think let me just slip this off this slash ring and I'll put this in my pocket. We'll see if we can slide out of here and never let them notice it. And, and we did. And it, it was a great run though. It, it, but I'm looking around. I'm thinking, I hope nobody sees this. But it uh, I, I had a great time up there. It's a it's a it's fun to start out. And you said that. When you get out, you start looking around. I've been out of school. It's 10 years this year, and it's still, when I was in high school, the Upland rivalry, had, I guess, just started. And so I've seen it grow into what it is now, um, and more so in basketball than football. Football's getting there, I guess. Um, but still, when, when York's on the schedule, and I've got friends up there, and I'm sure you do too, it's like we're, we're friends, but we're not, we're, we're not friends tonight. You know, and I've got coaching friends and things up there. I've got players that I've coached up there, and I'm like, I'm, I don't even, pull, I don't even clap for them. I mean, I, I hope they do well, but it's like, no, you're, you're playing at York. So, yeah. I mean, at Upman, it's just uh, that's York for me as well. Yeah. So here's, here's what I look at it. Uh, who's the team in football that you have to play every year? You know, you switch, you switch in and out of regions. You, you go up and down in classifications, but who's always on the schedule? Mm-hmm. And it's been York since yeah. 1956. Hey, and that's what I, that, I'm, I'm coming to that. Yeah. So since 1956, we've played York every year, except for 1975. Any idea why we didn't play them that year? No clue. That, that's a good question. I don't know. And we've, we've asked that. We've, nobody's going to answer. 75. We've played them every year since 1956. Twice, one year, with a, with a chestnut bowl. Uh, yeah, that's 81. 80, uh, 82. 82. Yeah. So we have no clue. I don't know. I, I I have no idea. Uh, trying to think who would seventy five would have been Donnie Farley, Bill Hill. That might be one you could ask. He was one of the assistant coaches that year. Uh, some of the players, you know, that, but I I don't remember you know a fight or anything that would have caused it to be. It was know. just a one year uh, uh, hiatus. Yeah. You know, they they got right back into it the next year and have played every year since. So Do you have any idea who they picked up to replace them? I'd have to look at the uh, pull out Sid's book and and I figure that one out. But uh, that's know. the team. That's the team we always play in football. You know, uh, we played Smith County a lot, but there's been years where we didn't play them. It's always York, always, yeah. always, always. And of course, now it could change in the future. But right now, that's the team you have to play. So for me, again, that that's the big rivalry too. So we're all in agreement. We're gonna. <laughs> No ask, not ask anybody else from now on. Yeah, all yeah. agree. Conversation's over. The rivalry is York. So, that, and, and it's fine to have other rivals. Yeah. Upperman, yeah, Smith County, and Pickett County in basketball, Clark Range, Jackson County. But uh, I think it starts with York, and it ends with York. Yeah, I think so, too. So my question, I've got a couple, but I'll tell you one here. Growing up. I've known you for a long time, but growing up, radio call has always been you and Roger. And I think that's synonymous with Arrow Lewis Academy fan, especially in the last 15 years or so. 
that's you and Roger, especially on Friday nights. And I've told you this, and I'll tell you this, you're sitting here, probably the greatest two in the state, I feel like. And if people across the country heard both of you guys together, you'd be up there for top in the country. It's great. So I've got to know, you started at you know, WCLC. How did you and Roger get hooked up together, and uh, how long have you been together? Well, we did that. I did that one year at CLC, and then in '88, I went to uh, Telescripts here. I didn't do anything between '86 and '87. Then '88 came to Telescripts, and I was there from '88 to '97. And then in '98, so, I went. For the younger crowd, explain what Telescripts is. Telescripts is a cable company that it's still around. It's Comcast now, but it was Telescripts back at when it started, and we did video, and we would go film. Uh, city council meetings, county commission meetings, football games, uh, basketball games. We did that. We just covered everything, just about put it on TV. And a lot of people still have videos. I mean, you'll run into people, oh, I watched the game we played back in 1993. And, uh, I'm thinking, I wish I had that, you know, because yeah, sure. <laughs> I don't have many of them. You know, I don't know if I have any of them right now, to be honest with you. But uh, started there, and then in 98, uh, the fall of 98, the football season, that's when we started together. So it's been what, 11 years. No, that's Paul 98, 11 years. It's been 20 years. 20 years. Yeah. I try to make myself younger than I actually am. That's Livingston County math. Right that's there. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, 20 years. Yeah. I mean, that's a lot of, you've seen a lot of things together. I mean, been, it's, it's been a lot of places. Been a lot of places. It's uh, me, uh, Roger, he'll have, of course, he does tech, too, and he'll have to miss a few games. For me, this is in one shape or another, This the Tullahoma game was 340 consecutive football games that I broadcast at Livingston wow. Academy. That's, that's a that's, record right there. That's, that's a streak that'd be tough to break. So. They claim a guy in West Tennessee did that many, but they can't prove it to me. <laughs> so that, <laughs> that's correct. <laughs> but, I mean, so you have a favorite call with, with Roger? I mean, if it doesn't have to be football. I know you guys will do the side-by-side -side for basketball. But, so I guess football, do you have a, a moment, a game, a play, anything? That stands out with Roger there. Well, the, the state championship is the, the the biggest thing because in football it's it's kind of like we talk about boys basketball. You have to go through all of these inner city teams and big city teams and just uh, big town teams, you know, and the, the size Livingston is. And when they went to that that state title run, what if I, three maybe four out of the five teams they beat were private schools mm -hmm. technically, and they had to go on the road for three of those, a neutral site for one, and one home game, and. Just, uh, just that run right there, going five weeks, just every week getting ready for somebody else and having that week build up, you know, that, that was just huge. And just th there, there's not a moment like it when, when they scored that last touchdown to, to just kind of knock it down, to lock it down against uh, David Lipscomb there in the, the championship. And th that run, it, it, as a Livingston Academy fan, and that's what I am, I graduated from here, and it, there, there was nothing like that. It was just, uh, I mean, the, the girls' basketball championships were great. They, they had their runs that were just as big, but it just seemed like there was something different about that football run. And you were on, and I'm, I'm trying, I don't want to steal your thunder on anything. No, go ahead. But you also had the year before, the year before, wouldn't be the same year, I guess, the season before, you have um, the girls' state, girl state championship. So, I mean, talk about that, I guess. Is there a comparison there? Is it all the same kind of thing there? Because that was the only state championship. No, it would have been the second one for you, wouldn't it? That you covered. No, I've covered all four. Uh, you've done all four? Yeah. So, okay. So, for, but on, on the radio, is it the first one or is that all four as well? Uh, that's the second one on the radio. So, you had 99, correct? Yeah. Because I remember listening to this. That's, yeah. I don't want to make you sound old, but yeah. I remember listening oh, to this. Yeah. So, um, 
Yes, Let me tell you the thing I remember, remember about 1999. Yeah. As Eddie Linder, they had to go through the sectionals then, mm -hmm. and that they had to play more games and had more chances to, to get knocked out mm -hmm. and more chances to advance on. It was Jackson County. They beat Jackson County the first night. They lost four in a row, the same district. Lost to Fort Jackson County four in a row. Then they're playing them in the state championship game, and we're sitting there and we're getting ready to do it, you know, and we got the headsets on. The clock's ticking down, you know, they hadn't come out yet, and they're to the tunnel to our right, the Livingston County girls are. And I'll never forget it. You can just hear, you just feel it, I guess. You can just feel them getting ready to come out, and you just hear them scream. I don't know what they screamed, but I had the headsets on. I heard it through the headsets. I looked at Roger during the timeout. I said, this is over. <laughs> <laughs> because I never had seen a bunch that's fired up. And Jim Brown had a great team. Yeah. I mean, that, that was a great team. And they had just manhandled them a couple of times during the season. But just the intensity on the faces of those kids that night – it, that that was fun. That there, was fun. Is there anything better than a state championship game to call? Oh no, because you've been. No. A, I mean, you've been a state no. tournament called a bunch. No championship game. No, there's nothing better. It, it, just that big stage, that big night with all the the media there and the big crowd. And you, 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 the big thing about that is you kind of look and see who the people that don't care start pulling for. You know, yeah, they I hope agree, they yeah. start pulling for you. You yeah. know, and that that's the big thing. Go ahead. You're up. You're up. <laughs> so uh, you've been broadcasting for quite some time. What? What are your favorite places to go and least favorite places to go in District 8AA or just in general, like football stadiums, basketball arenas? Where do you like to go? Where do you kind of wish you didn't have to go? Oh, you know, the good thing about around here, everybody's super nice to you. I mean, they, they everybody, I've, I've not been to a place that I don't want to go back to. You know, <laughs> it's, uh, it, there's some places that are kind of cramped when you go get the football, you know, and sometimes you'll have to be out in the stands. But unique places, I remember... Uh, uh, we look back at the the playoffs. Uh, what uh, I don't remember when it was. It was Gatlinburg Pittman, uh, uh, where ninety seven, I guess maybe, and uh, we're on top of the a building there, and you're looking through these little like porthole windows to call the game. It's just uh, it's probably two feet by four feet that you're wow. looking through. Uh, good thing was though it was snowing and it was cold, <laughs> and you close those windows, they had heat. Thank you. <laughs> exactly. Thank you. Exactly. <laughs> Went to McMinn Central on a night like that, and it was, uh, I never had been so grateful. I think it was about two degrees when it started, and oh, man, was it cold. But they had that, uh, there was probably 14 people in the booth with it. You learn who your friends are when you got a warm spot and people <laughs> yeah, want to come in. <laughs> and they did. But uh, uh, basketball, uh, it's kind of funny. I went with uh, Pickett County up to uh, Wayne County, Kentucky, uh, two or three seasons ago to uh the old Monticello High School, they still played in it. And that is a great – it reminds you of Hoosiers. There's really? nothing like it. It, it, wow. it. It's a great place to go call a game. But but around here, I, I love the the different ones. You know, the new buildings, they, they've all too, become kind of cookie-cutter. Yeah, you know, yeah, they're they're cookie kind of the same. Yeah. I love the, the atmosphere, you know, the places that you go to. And uh, But I, around here, I mean, everybody, they they come up and talk to the other fans, and they, they it's just great. And, I guess that means you've kind of been fair to people, and that's what I try to yeah, do. Yeah. What about who, who serves the best food at, at football press press boxes? Best chili dogs in the world. If you ever get a chance to go, go to Anderson County High School and get you a chili dog. Really? Even if you just drive up there for the chili dog, <laughs> it, it's well worth it. And they put them in the booth. They've got a big uh, heater box that they've got in the booth, and that is just as many as you want. If you eat them all, they fill it back up. <laughs> but 
Knox Fulton. Knox Fulton. I was going to ask you if you, if you, if you didn't say that, I was going <laughs> to knock you down a peg, Eric. I was but, there a couple of years. Yeah, the first couple of years they quit it after yeah, that. They, they got too expensive. I before. guess you guys got ate too much on oh, that thing. I mean, if they quit you, it. you sure would have. <laughs> what you to say, Mike? It was a cardboard box full <laughs> yeah. of, of ribs that were fall off the bone delicious. Uh, that's, that's what I really remember. Yeah. I don't remember the game. I don't remember the score. I remember going, man, those ribs are good. And I'm kind of nervous about eating. I ate pregame. I ate halftime. If there was anything else left, I ate postgame. They, they were good. Fulton's a great place to go, though. It's, you're talking about football fields. I remember, it, I don't know, most people probably hadn't went because we were in the region with them for four years maybe and maybe played them a couple of times. But Kingston. It's just a great field yeah, nice to go there, to. Yeah. You're, you're right in the middle of town, yeah, and they've got those signs around the stadium. And it, it, it's a uh, press box. It's Tullahoma. It, it's like a Gatlinburg hotel you're walking in. We go wow. to the Tullahoma press box. You walk down a little walkway behind it. Each individual room has its own entry door. It's got their own heat and air unit there. And uh, there's woods back behind you. That was Giles County has the fanciest press. Yes, box. they do. I've got to, I was fortunate to get to go down there. They're, it's nice. And, and did you notice the another other thing about Jackson or Giles County? You come out of the press box, walk to your left, walk go out the gate there. They got a little pass gate. There's a little restaurant there. A little mom and pop restaurant. I don't pay attention oh, to that. you talk about mm. good. Really <laughs> it's a pregame <laughs> meal right there. <laughs> it was good. Mm. Favorite game when you can't say you can't say state championship. Your favorite game. I want to I want to do a Wade Eldridge. What sport? I do any of them. Well, do both football, do football and basketball. The, 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 the first one is easy. The, the the first one you think about that kind of started everything is girls basketball, and it's the uh, semifinal matchup with Cannon County in Cookville at Cookville High School in 1990 when they're trying to go to the state championship mm-hmm. and we win in triple overtime. Wow. And come from behind, but there's still debate about how many points it was behind. I, I think it was 21, I believe is what it was at one time. But they come back and win, and uh, Leslie uh, Smith at the time fouls out. Elizabeth Maxwell fouls out, Elizabeth Maxwell at the time. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, Amy Brown may have fouled out. Wow, that's three big names yeah. right there. And Christy Garrett, she's probably – Five foot six, 102 pounds at the very most, steps up at the end and knocks down two free throws to knock the defending state champion Cannon County Lionettes out. And to, to start this role that the Livingston Academy Lady Wildcats have been on, and that that was the game that started everything mm. because York had not – there you go. There you go. <laughs> York, the two years previous, Livingston had been ranked number one a couple of times, and I'm talking USA Today yeah. stuff. Yeah, you know? we're talking on the national level. Yeah. And York had knocked them out with Cindy Brown, who was a great player. Yeah. I mean, she could do a lot of stuff. They knocked Livingston out in that same game two years in a row. And they're just thinking, can we ever get over this hump? And when they went and finally got back to that door, they kicked it in that night. And it uh, that was – and the crowd that night. If you remember the old – it's Avery Trace Middle School now. But that was – it was – you couldn't have packed somebody in with a shoe or another person, and it was hot. They had the heat on. I mean, I'm in the top doing the TV at the time, and it was probably 117 degrees up there. But it, that's the happiest night. That, uh, and I remember talking about USA Today, uh, Livingston Academy, when Sunday Watson, Tiffany Krantz, and that group, I guess they won the 94 championship mm-hmm. that year. Went down to White County, had Kelly Jolly, went on to UT, coaching mm-hmm. at UT Chattanooga now, I think, or it was at one time. And they're number one in the nation in the USA Today. Livingston is, uh, might have been 
rank, but I don't really remember. But I remember uh, Sunday Watson driving and uh, Livingston's down, I think one at the time, and it's late, and Sunday takes it in the lane. They knock her to the ground. It's another one of those moments where she's sitting there on the ground and she just clenches her yeah. fist and she just lets out this scream and she gets up and knocks down those two free throws and they knock down the number one team in the nation right there. And uh, that that's just huge. Now, football. You look at uh, Chattanooga Notre Dame. I was going to say that. Here that I was night. Gonna I ask mean, you about that if you didn't answer. If you didn't say that. If if you weren't here, you missed something. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> I remember. I mean, and we, you may this be a maybe a question you have or, or I may something I think of. Wilson Cage's before, and not just and not just taking away from the team, but that night was the 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 time that our and I, the state championship was great. The run was great. That night, I'm sitting front row, still in the section, and I'm watching eight out there do everything. Everything like it was. Uh, we're going to win this thing no matter what, and it was a close. I mean, it's a good, ball, good football game to watch. Cold, the field. There's no grass in that field alive. Got to be the coldest game we've ever had. I think it's the coldest game ever. It's got to be. No, no, I don't, no? Think so. you don't think so. When when you're doing a Hickson game in the second round of the playoffs, you got a bottle of water sitting in front of you and it freezes. <laughs> really? You think that game, the game was that was colder. Yeah. I mean, because now I will say that is a little superstition where I wouldn't wear a jacket. I'm, I'm a cold nature person. I don't like being cold. Bruce Lamb shorts on. Yeah, no. Like, oh, and I was sitting there going, I hope we can just pull this out because I'm freezing. I'm gonna be sick, and I was sick the next day. But I just, I'm glad you said that because that game with Wilson, that whole team was Cinderella run, obviously. But he did everything that night yeah. to just will the team away. And the crowd that night, somebody took an overhead shot yeah. and sold some stuff off that. But the crowd, and it wasn't just Livingston Academy. You had people from Cookville, York, people from all around. That said to see that playoff game, so we've never you seen. You think that was the biggest crowd? Oh yeah, football yeah, game. by that, far. That state cha- state they, semifinal game. They were what three and four deep all, all the way around the field, standing all the way around. Don't know what I mean. You'd never know unless somebody told you we had to make a killing. Tito listed away made a killing. Tito listed away, guarantee it. Because we got a pittance of that. Yeah, I remember Rudy Kalis flying over. Yeah, in the helicopter, you know, for, and that was big. Um, so well, speaking of crowd, what do you think is the biggest basketball crowd we've ever had? Biggest game, biggest back, biggest crowd. What do you think? I, I got an answer. I do too. Biggest crowd, yeah. basketball. Yeah. Before I, before we do that, though, okay. I want to go back. I, I don't want to leave the boys okay, out. Boys ahead. basketball. Go ahead. Because the game that stands out to me with that one is when John Jenkins and Chase Dunn were here, but they didn't play each other that night. They played Region Semi in Upperman, mm. and that that atmosphere was nothing amazing. like it. Was. It was amazing. I'll never forget that the Upperman. The Upperman Sajan Camp game, yeah, like Notre Dame, yeah, the Notre Dame football game. They were packed in there. If there had been a fire marshal there, that that place would have shut down quick. Because yeah. there were in the aisles there, in the entrance to Upperman High School, the gym there, there were people like nose to tail basically, all the way out the door, yeah. trying to look in. Upperman played Station Camp in the first one, and Livingston played DeKalb, I believe it was the yeah, second it was Coach, one. Coach Martin, yeah. yeah. And they, where they put us to the radio in Upperman is that down on, on the right yeah, corner. Yeah, in the corner. And they, you talked about, they did that with me. Yeah. And I had to stand in a chair <laughs> to do the game. I remember sitting there. They, they, people came over to help me just put stuff on the table. So I'd get up on that chair and do that game because they got in front of me. I couldn't see. Wow. So that was a great atmosphere. Yeah, that's what I you mean. want. You want atmospheres like yeah. that. But, uh, so. leave your crowd question there, Yeah, I guess. biggest crowd at Livingston Academy basketball, what do you think? Oh, I, I, to be honest, I don't really know. I don't know that one. Go ahead. Go ahead. What, what do you think? I'm gonna take a shot with this one, and I'm gonna say it would be 2000. 
and I think how old I am. 2008, I think it was, first South State game in boys basketball here in some odd years. Richard Milton's first appearance in South State, and I'm a student manager. I do I'm doing stats and stuff for all them, and like you could hear in the locker room the noise. And as Richard had the greatest runouts of all time, he doesn't have anything else. He has the greatest runouts of all time. The music hits whatever it was, and the place just erupts. <laughs> and they have a fog machine, and I'm getting chills sitting here thinking, I am just thinking back. And when we ran out, you couldn't hear. Through warm-ups, you couldn't hear. The game itself, I don't even remember who we played, in the men's central, something like that, you couldn't hear. Like everything was just nuts. Students, wild. The actual fans, the, you know, the parents that, wild. There were people again coming from Pickett, everywhere to watch that substate game because it hadn't happened in 20 years. I don't remember what it was. I, don't, I would be lying if I told you. But that is my number one, no doubt, for the rest of my time here. Uh, and there's been some good girls crowds in here. Right? Yeah, that, that's where I was going is, you know, we talked about Livingston going to White County back in the mid-90s and playing White County there's number one. When White County came here, yeah. it was 94, 95, 96, in that area was Sunday Watson and uh, Tiffany Krantz. But I think that was probably one of the biggest crowds is when we was playing number one in the nation, White County, on Livingston Academy's floor. Uh, that, that had, I mean, it was just like yeah. standing room only, people out the doors, you know. Uh, one of the biggest crowds I can remember. You talk about the, the sub-states, and that one was a great one. But my favorite of all time, sub-state entrance, and then they lived up to it, was 1997, which was, Jimmy would have been a player on that team. I remember Grant Swallows always let them out, and they had built a little tunnel, you know, just a blue tarp kind of tunnel there, and uh, they hit the music, and I'm like you, I don't remember what the music was, but they hit that, and they didn't run out. I mean, the student section packed right there. They walk out, mm. and they high-five. All the students on the top, the bottom two rows, it takes, they, they come out early just to do that. And those students, when they did that, I mean, it was, the, it was wild from then on. And that smoke going, and they walk out through there, and they warm up. And you need that, if Jimmy Miller comes on, you need to ask him about that, because that was, that was a fun night when they did that. And uh, just the, the confidence, I guess, they showed walking out. And Howard Miller, you know, Howard, he's kind of laid back, you know, he, and uh, I think, they, they talked him into doing this. It's pretty cool, yeah. you know. <laughs> Go ahead. Well, um, so you do you do a lot of interviews. Uh, how difficult is it sometimes to get the opposing coach at a football game or uh, at other sporting events to, uh, to to talk to you? Do they not want to? Or are they most of them want interested? In most that? of them are pretty good about it. Most, most there there's been uh, there's been maybe two that have. Uh, there's been one actually that's just flat out refused. Really? And I, I'm not going to call his name. Sure, that's <laughs> fine. That's fine. Bruce Lamb. <laughs> no, I love Coach Lamb. He he he'll, he helps us out a lot. But uh, yeah, I, and I love that. And I think the fans at home love that because you get to hear and get to sure, get to meet them a little bit. Yeah. And uh, and that we've been doing that for I guess for the 20 years I've been there. And it it's uh, that's become a big part of the game because people will just wait and see what the opposing coach has to say. Mm-hmm. And uh, they're they're. You can tell the ones that kind of have their own radio station in their hometown because they're used to doing that. They know what to say. Yeah, it it helps them. If you're trying to kind of pull it out of them, you know, if they say yes, Yes, no, you're killing me, coach. (laughs) (laughs) I've done that. It's terrible. So let's let's branch out from football and basketball. Uh, What's what's your favorite sport to uh, uh, cover? 
whatever season's going. <laughs> That's the same answer as Mike Hill. Because you have fun with all of them. I mean, it really is. So you've called baseball, softball, soccer, and now this year you called volleyball for the yeah. first time, right? How, how was volleyball? Well, you, you do a little research, you know, <laughs> because, and I still don't have a clue to what some of the terms mean, but I kind of threw them in there and hoped they were in the right spot. But it was fun. It was really fun. They played Jackson County, uh, and it was a big big game for them because they were getting ready to go into a big district run where they needed some big wins. And uh, it uh, it's fast-paced. You know, it's it's something that there's always something going on. Not a lot of dead time to yeah. fill in with. Yeah, and it, it, I enjoyed it. I, and they were a good group of kids, it seemed like. And Coach uh, 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 Coach Jenkins, she was a big help to me with everything. And it, uh, it, uh, I hope I'm, I'm going to try to get them to do more next year. Hmm. It's probably on the opposite end of that. Baseball probably has the most time to fill in between yeah. Uh, yeah. pitches and anything that exciting happening. And I tell them it's kind of funny. You you start your football season and it's 102 degrees, and you start your baseball and softball season and it's 22 20 degrees. degrees. <laughs> it ends up being warm at the end. Hopefully. I've mean, yeah, yeah. seen yeah. snow in March. Yeah. Me I mean, too. Um, now the softball state title or state tournament run that was fun, you mm-hmm. know, because it was something yeah. that hadn't been done. I think before. I rode down there with you guys. I think so. Game. Yeah, that that was a, that was a fun uh, thing to do because they. They, they came out and they won some big games. and uh, Soccer this year, the girls' soccer yeah. team, they, they did some big yeah, things. absolutely. And they're going to do some big things next they're year. They're better think, next year, I think I would, so. I think they'd be really good. You touched on the, the pace. So I told you that you're a, you are a legend. I don't, I don't <laughs> care what you think about it, you are. So how difficult is it, as somebody that enjoys listening to you, it seems so easy, but to keep up with everything going on because at home, and anybody that listens to this and or listens to your broadcast will agree. It just seems like it's so smooth. It's this pass is made here, pass to here, pass here, inside, layup, good. And it's on the aim, never miss a beat. So I know you make mistakes. I know that happens. But how how difficult is it to be, I guess, quote, unquote, that good? Because, I mean, it's it, to me it sounds like it's just effortless. There's nothing put into it at all. Well, it, it has been from '85 till now. So that, 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 that because the first few games, it wasn't that effortless. You know, you, right. it's like anything. It's you, 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 you kind of get a rhythm, and you kind of get a pattern that you that you find that works for you. And everybody has a different one that work that that will work for them. And uh, the good thing about being around here is that WLIB, we're able to do Livingston Academy as our main mm-hmm. thing, you know, but we'll go do 10 Peaky County games, so you learn all of them, and you get to see Monterey and Clay County and uh, Jackson, you get to see everybody, and you only really have to learn the freshmen right. of the teams around here because you know them, and that's what makes it much smoother. i tell you what's kind of a killer now is the, the uniforms, when they have a black uniform with a black number, oh, with a little yeah, white outline, yeah, it's yeah. hard when you see Upperman, like, A few years ago, Upperman had a terrible football uniform. You oh, couldn't yeah. read their numbers. Yeah. And in Jackson County, I remember them having like black jerseys with black num- numbers yeah. on them. I'm like, what's wrong, man? Yeah. Uh, I think one of the most amazing things you do is you're running totals in a football game. You know, oh, my Keeping goodness. up with all those, you know, uh, every play – you know, how many yards this guy's got, how many, you know, uh, yards this play was, and keeping up with that, how many they've got. I think that you do a really good job of that. People don't understand how hard that is. 
that are sitting at home listening. And I've got, adding, and adding in records. I'm getting older. That adding on the fly is not as easy as it was 20 years ago. <laughs> it's, it's, again, that's just a pattern. You just have to get used to sure, it. And, sure. And uh, it, it just comes with repetition. It's, I appreciate all the compliments, too. I, I just want to say that. But uh, and, and, and kind of what everybody says is the big thing about this, about doing it, is you have to look at it not as a job, kind of like the kids playing the game. You're supposed to have fun. Mm. And I try to have fun. And that that's just... A, if you have fun, maybe the people listening at home will have fun, and that's that's the way we try to do it. Now, this is the last one I've got for you, and, I'll, and I'm sure we can think of a million. You can go, and if you've got a million more, ask them away. Um, like me, I love this place. Like, I walked in the gym, and I just shot a little promo video, put it on Facebook, and I thought, that looked good. Sent to Leslie, and she's like, oh, great. So, does it, as an alumni, as a fan, what is, how much do you appreciate the I guess, and then you're in the sports broadcasting business too. The last twenty years have been really good on our sports teams. Oh, and so is it? Does it make your job easier to love this place like you do? Because I know you do. To love it like you do, and then it makes it a lot more enjoyable. Um, and then you have you develop friendships over time with these coaches. You're yeah. friend, great friends with a lot of them, and they'll say the same thing. I know. Um, you know. Talk about your love for this place, because I, I do. I go everywhere I go. I drive a truck. I see different places. I want to leave here at one time like every other kid does here at 18 years old. But every time I walk in that gym, walk on that football field, do photos for newspaper, cover the game, whatever, I get those goosebumps just a little bit. And it's because I love this place and always will. So can you come in? Is that relatable to you? It, it, it's home. I mean, that that's the thing. You can uh, – when you're at home, there's nothing like it. And this is Livingston, Overton County is just home, and that, uh, that uh, there's there's nothing else. And I, I sometimes you get a chance to do something that not a lot of people get a chance to do, and that's just been a great thing. And I, I just I, that's about all I can say. I just love what I do, and just am for, fortunate to be able to do it. Okay, I got one more. Yeah. <laughs> so with all this, and you've heard me say this, legend. Where do you see your like when you are, are, are you able ever to reflect back on all this stuff that you've done? Because you've been part, a big part of Livingston County history, because your calls are some of the greatest. And like I said, in, in the state, and and you hear these things. So have you had a chance to ever let's look back and say, "Boy, that's been run." Yeah. You know, I mean, I know you've got a lot left to go. I mean, I feel like, but do you ever look back and say, "Lucky man." Uh, it has been because you you look at what like I said I've uh, been there in one form or another for the four girls state championships there for the uh, football state championship Mike he he does numbers better than I do Livingston Academy footballs had forty one playoff games I was a student here for the first one the other forty I have covered in one shape form or fashion wow so that that that's pretty good I've been involved that's in all forty one yeah. football playoff games. Uh, Went through, I mean, you go from Derwood Vaughn, who is just uh, the pinnacle of boys' coaches here. I mean, 650-something wins, I think it is, or 647, I guess it is. And uh, Howard Miller, who did a great job. Danny McCoy, who did a great job. Uh, Richard Melton, who did a great job. Jimmy Miller, who's doing a great job. Then you get the girls' side with Larry Looper and Eddie Lender and Leslie Riddle now, and all three have won state championships. And yeah, I tell you, when I... When I feel really good about what I do, and I'm not going to, she wouldn't mind it, I don't think, but I'm not going to tell it. But I'm sitting there, uh, it's been 
gosh, it's been probably 15, 16 years ago. I'm sitting there getting ready to do a ball game, and one of the mothers from one that played back in the 90s came down there, and she said, have you got a minute? I said, yeah, I've got a minute. It's probably a 6 o'clock game. It's probably 5.15, because like I said, I get here, I'm, I'm yeah. open the door most of the time. And uh, let me play you something. She uh, takes her phone out in her ringtone, or she said, call me. Mm. And she gives me her phone number, so I call her. And it's me. Her ringtone <laughs> is me talking about her a call on her, with her daughter on the floor, you know. Wow. I said, that, that's pretty cool. That's, yeah, that, that's pretty cool that's awesome. right there. Yeah. Wow. Tells you how much it means to some people. Yeah, you know. it does. Uh, so, it does. Well, I think, uh, I think that's about all, all we've got for this segment. So, thank, Craig, we want to say thanks for uh, coming Absolutely. on the show and sharing some of your uh, history. One more little story about Notre Dame. All right. I'm, I'm, I'm a radio guy. I went to, I now dispatch for the police department too. But Notre Dame, you know that I'm thinking this is huge. You know, this, we're going to the state championship game. We're going. I'm going to run down there and I'm going to get some interviews post game. You know, so I take my little recorder down there and I interview four or five of them. I come back up those steps. And I'm just time huffing. You know, <laughs> like, I've got to do something about it. I get up there and I just barely can't talk by the time we get there. So we finally get done. And there was 15 people as I'm walking out. They must have been listening somehow. A little, you got to get in shape. <laughs> <laughs> I said, Next year, if we do it again, I'll be ready. <laughs> well, I, I appreciate it. I'll tell you the secret of that be a photographer. That's it. <laughs> Don't have time to stay. That's right. I don't have to worry about it. <laughs> well, Craig, we, we've enjoyed having you yeah, on. Uh, hopefully, you'll come back uh, sometime soon and, and continue to uh, regale us with some great stories. And um, thanks a lot for, you know, being a part of Livingston Academy sports history over the last uh, 20, 30 years, and hope to have you back, uh, like we say, on more episodes of the Hog Eye Sports Show. And we'll be back to wrap up this episode right after this. You are listening to the future award-winning Hog Eye Sports Show. So as to not interrupt the hosts, please hold your applause until the end of the podcast. Thank you. Now back to the show. And that will do it for this episode of the Hog Eye Sports Show. We would like to thank Craig Cantrell for being our special guest this week. And we'd like to remind our listeners that you can send your questions and comments to hogeyesports at gmail.com or to our Twitter and Instagram handles at hogeyesports. You can also like our new Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash hogeyesportsshow. This week's Hog Eye Sports Show sponsor has been the American Duct Tape Council. Duct tape, it's almost just about the only thing you need sometimes. So, for Josh Scott, this is Michael Johnson, and we will see you on the next episode. <laughs>